the likes or the comments or the feedback and and you know it's it's a lot of experimentation when you don't have a marketing background hi everyone i'm your host matthew glick and welcome to standout a podcast on digital marketing in high school athletics this podcast is designed to introduce you to some standouts in the field of high school sports digital marketing and beyond with the goal of providing an awesome educational experience Today, we are thrilled to have Jason Kelly on the show. Jason is the Athletic Director for Communications and Student Services at my alma mater, Harvard Westlake School in Studio City, California. Jason joined HW in 2013 and has been responsible for some major improvements in the school's athletic brand and digital presence. I got to witness this firsthand as a student and young alum, and I'm super excited to have him on the show with us today. So Jason, Thank you again so much for, for being on the show. Hope you're staying safe and healthy out in LA and welcome to Stand Out. It's great to see you, Matt. Um, it's always awesome to connect with, with our alumni and uh, the work you do has been tremendously helpful in, in a lot of the areas that we'll probably talk about. So you've made my life an awful lot easier with, uh, with your product and uh, I really appreciate connecting with you again today. Absolutely. And likewise, um, I was really lucky to uh, be at Harbor Westlake um, and reap the benefits of you know, your impact on the program. We're gonna talk about some of those things a little bit later on. Uh, but again, now as also as an alum, I'm benefiting greatly from a lot of the things that you're doing and that you've implemented, so thank you. Yep. I remember you as a soccer and football star, Matt, so. Uh... <laughs> I don't know about star, I got injured quite a lot. Um, <laughs> so that was, that was the one disappointing part of my, of my Harvard Westlake athletic career, um, but some amazing memories. So I, I do appreciate the, the kind words. Um, but let's just get right, you know, right into it. Um, could you first off just kind of describe your role as athletic director for communications and student services for those who may not quite understand what that entails? Yeah. Um, first of all, I'd like to mention that Harvard Westlake is um, somewhat of a unicorn. It is uh, an incredible place to work um, based in Holmby Hills, our middle school in Los Angeles, and the high school is uh, um, in Studio City. Um, it is a private school, highly academic school, one of the nation's top schools. In terms of academics, a member of the World Leading Schools Association, and it is a well-funded private school. And I think that has to be stated right from the start that we that we have incredible resources. Um, I have worked in different school environments where um, it's been a lot less in terms of the resources, but Harvard Westlake has a tremendous amount of resources. And in terms of our athletic administration and the way we run our athletic program, it's much like a small college. So I'm actually part of an ad uh, athletic administrative team. Um, I have a boss um, who is the head of athletics, whose position is comparable to our head of middle school and our head of high school. So that's a wonderful resource to have somebody who's uh, in the room making the decisions, um, especially helping us with funding and resources as well. I'm part of a five-person team uh, in terms of the athletic administration. So um, my role is the athletic director for communication. Um, we also have an athletic director for uh, performance, an athletic director for compliance, an athletic director who deals with budget and finance. So we're we're a really, really strong team. And um, because we have individualized roles, we also divide the sports teams between ourselves, but I'm able to concentrate in one area. Uh, whereas I've been at an athletic director at a school where I've had to do everything, including lining fields and standing on trash cans, putting nets on goals. So I've done all those things and I realized that, that uh, time is one of the biggest resources um, that are difficult for athletic directors. Uh, and in my role, I'm very lucky that I'm able to focus on one thing, which is communications. Um, had no training in communications, just like almost every of my, every one of my fellow ADs is probably listening to this. 
Uh, my degrees are in PE and, and school administration. So I'm learning on the job, making it up as I go along and trying to learn from all of my colleagues at high schools. And um, I like to look at what, the, what work has been done in colleges. And I'm, I'm trying to copy and replicate what is the, the best work that's been done by other people and try and put a spin on it for Harvard-Westlake. Um, so my job is to connect with the media, uh, make sure that all of the local media is aware of everything that's going on with our school, having good relationships with the reporters, um, making sure I'm providing them with digital media when they request it, um, making sure that when they come to our campuses, they're well looked after and have everything they need, you know, at the score table and resources, power and computers and all those kind of things. So uh, connecting with the local media is one of those things. Um, having a social media presence has, has come under my uh, my wing, um, and we also have developed uh, HWTV, uh, an on-campus TV station as well. So my job is to kind of oversee all of the communication that's going externally out to uh, the world in terms of athletics, and uh, also work with student services and the Student Athletic Leadership Council. Um, so I have a lot of kind of different roles, but in terms of previous AD jobs, this one is allows me the time to focus um, on trying to develop the very best communication strategy that we can at school. And, and what is the goal of that communication strategy from the athletic standpoint? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, I, th I think we have to tell our story. And um, I think, you know, we have to try and present the genuine side of ourselves to, to the community. Um, it's not all wins, there's plenty of losses as well. And um, we have, uh, you know, a very large multitude of sports, 27, 28 sports. Um, 90 something teams and it's important that we tell the story um, you know of who we are uh, as a diverse student group um, we want to be very representative boys and girls sports and um, you know uh, the, the, the diversity equity and inclusion part of our school is very important for us to 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 make sure that it is represented in anything that goes out from our department to the community and you know I, I think I've mentioned this multiple times now on on standout but we talk about this all the time um, for a lot of schools who are thinking about their digital strategy and their digital communications, we always say that um, if you're not telling your story, someone else is. Yeah. And you want to be in control of that story. And I think Harvard Westlake does an amazing job at that. There's obviously always things you can be doing to improve, as with anything in life. Um, and we're going to be talking about some of these things that you're doing at Harvard Westlake and have started, really, that have made tremendous impact. And hopefully, um, you know, it can you know, inspire some other you know, people listening here. Um, you know, we're, we're also trying to engage with our yeah. community as well. Um, and, and again, with no training, I'm learning <laughs> how that really happens, you know, what works in terms of communication that, that gets the likes or the comments or the feedback. And, and you know, it's, it's a lot of experimentation when you don't have a marketing background. So, um, you know, we have our successes and we have our failures. But again, uh, if we can tell our story and interact with um, not only the students, but the parents and the faculty and, and alumni is great. And even our neighborhood, all of those things are really important for us to, in, in terms of our interaction and, and uh, engagement. Absolutely. And, and when you're communicating, especially digitally, you know, we always talk about brand and the importance of brand. Could you maybe talk about a little bit of how you, you know, if any, think about brand when thinking about Harvard-Westlake and Harvard-Westlake athletics in particular? Yeah, I, you know, Harvard Westlake, as I've mentioned earlier, is is a, a nationally uh, recognized academic institution. Um, one of the blessings for a, a sports guy like me is that we're also trying to compete on a state and national level athletically um, over multiple sports, not just focusing on one or two sports, which 
which does happen locally um, with some of our competitive schools. We're really trying to, you know, off amongst all of our students and, and programs. Um, when I arrived in 2013, I would say the brand was a little bit Wild West-ish. Um, you know, you were there at that time and, uh, you know, we would have parents, the student store, students themselves, uh, teachers, everybody was making their own sweatshirts, t-shirts and, and using different colors and all those kind of things. And I was very fortunate that I, I immediately wanted to start working on our athletic brand, but we had a director of communications who came in very close uh, at the same time as me. And um, he worked on an entire school rebrand and I was able to work with him in terms of the athletic rebrand. Um, our logo itself is, is simpler and newer than it used to be. Um, it was a little bit of a fight, even internally as a, a department, in terms of changing our brand into something uh, a little simpler, but hopefully more recognizable. Um, you know, using our brand colors everywhere is now really important. I've actually found myself being the brand police a little bit in my role. Yeah. Um, I'm in charge of our relationship with Nike uh, and BSN, our, our vendor. And, um, you know, I have to be the, the police now in terms of who is allowed to use our logos and colors. Um, are we using those logos and colors appropriately, uh, including on social media, which actually you guys have really helped me with. Um, and um, saying no to a lot of people who are trying to use or doctor our brand into something cooler um, that they think it might be cooler. But so we've had to set a, a, a level of, of logos and brands that, are, that we can use athletically, including the you know, use of a circle brand and some sports specific brands. But um, uh, our mascot is the Wolverine, for example, and we actually only have one version of the Wolverine and people at the upper school don't really like it. It's a little bit cartoony, uh, but our middle school community loves it. So uh, we'll use our Wolverine face um, down at the middle school a little bit more. Um, but because we are the Wolverines, we'll get some coaches and parents who just want to develop clothings and items that just says Wolverines. And to be honest, there are more famous Wolverines in this world than our <laughs> I, uh, I, I insist that our HW brand goes on every piece of clothing. Even if you would like Wolverines to be front and center of a certain design, you must have HW on your sleeve or your back. It's something that, that people know that it's Harvard Westlake. Um, and the, our brand is very powerful. I, I can be in airports around the world and, and throughout the country simply just wearing that. And people will tell me, oh, you, you, you go to Harvard Westlake, you work at Harvard Westlake, you're a coach. So it, it has been really inspiring to, to know that our brand, as simple as we've made it, is, is quite well known uh, nationally and internationally. And I've, I've experienced that firsthand, just being, you know, walking around and seeing someone, exactly what you said, you have the HW on and people recognize it and will actually come up and say something, uh, yep. which just shows the reach. Um, but one thing that I think Hard Westlake does an amazing job, and we've talked about it a bit, is establishing those strict brand guidelines. Every yep. school should have brand guidelines. And if you have them, especially, you should have to enforce them because if you don't, then there's no reason in the first place to have the guidelines. Yep. And so saying no, saying no is important and making sure it's known that, you know, these are the standards that, you know, we hold ourselves to and it's expected and required that, you know, you, you follow those closely. And even through our student store, which I love to create a whole range of clothing and items that are just really cool. Um, but we insisted that they, you know, we asked and insist. <laughs> I'm, I, the lady in the student store is much more powerful than I am. But, <laughs> Uh, we were selling multiple brands, you know, we had underarm stuff, Adidas stuff, Nike stuff, but we're a Nike school. So just insisting that, you know, the Nike logo and the HW brand are going together, um, even through our student store and making sure that again, um, we're not doctoring the colors of the brand in any way. 
Um, you were a huge help for me, Matt, in social media because in, in using Gipper, um, again, no real training other than the little bit of its advice that, that we got from you, but choosing our color palette was difficult. There's, there's a huge amount of reds and blacks. And, you know, we got a, 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 an email from you a few months ago just letting us know how to select and, and make sure that using your logo, you can select the right color. And then through Gipper, you can make sure that all of your posts are now using that. I struggled with that um, with our social media posts for a really long time. And so um, I was delighted to get the advice that you guys gave us in matching our color online so that now going forward, our social media posts are also reflective of our exact colors, which is hugely important. But because I lacked a bit of training, it was hard for me to get right initially. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm so uh, glad to hear you say that. And it's exactly the impact you know, that we're trying to have. Uh, because especially when you have those guidelines in place originally, um, it's, it's easy for you, if you know, especially using Gipper, using our platform, to make sure you're consistent. And that can go a long way. Yeah. Um, so so really, really glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, but you know, transitioning a bit, um, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite aspects of Harvard Westlake Athletics. Uh, which is HWTV. You referenced it a little bit um, you know, so far. For those who don't know it, I know that when you came in, um, from my understanding, you were really you know, you know, one of the biggest reasons this, this developed. And so could you explain what HWTV is and how it did develop at Harvard-Westlake? Yeah, I mean, in the interview process for my job, um, one of the things that they were very interested in me was that I'd started a, um, I, I'd, I'd provided the vision for uh, beginning a student broadcasting program in my previous school. Um, and it was small fry, it was low tech, um, but we were broadcasting games, you know, with play-by-play -play announcement, um, you know, single camera stuff. And it was, it was popular, even at a school that wasn't quite as athletic, athletically renowned, we were getting really good engagement with our community. Um, so when I came in an interview, I explained that this is something that I think could really take off at Harvard-Westlake with the kind of interest that the school has in terms of our own community, our alumni, but even just the local press, uh, our local schools we play against, people are interested in what's going on at our school uh, because we're highly competitive. And, um, you know, I believed that a student broadcasting program could be very successful at Howard Westlake. Um, our school, I would describe it as the Navy rather than pirates. So uh, we move a little slower than the swashbuckling pirates and <laughs> have to prove yourself at our school. So, um, you know, they, they, we have resources, but we're not necessarily going to give resources to any new idea unless you can prove yourself. So um, I had to start really small and um, I had to go out and rent equipment on a game by game basis. So I was driving all around our school, picking up headphones from one place, picking up microphones from another, picking up cameras from another place. It took me three hours just to gather all the equipment. Um, but, you know, so we would start off, you know, very, very small. Um, the thing that really helped us is we, we chose a platform. We use livestream.com and our very first game, I'm not sure you were playing in it, but uh, we were playing our biggest rival in football. It was Loyola high school. I, I, I was, I was part of that game. So you're part of the game. Um, it ended up being the most historic win that Harvard Westlake football had had to that occasion and had, has had since um, there was about 5,000 people at the game, which we usually have 500. Um, and we, we live streamed the game with play-by-play -play commentary and um, had some graphics on the screen. I, you know, I had some help from um, somebody I'd worked with at a previous school. I, I hired him part-time to, to moonlight at Harvard Westlake to help us put on this event. And in our very first game, we had not only 5,000 people at the game, but we had 5,000 people watch the game online. 
Um, we had advertised it through, through Twitter and um, through school alumni communications and um, it just got a huge engagement. So, uh, and when we were checking the analytics that we get through livestream.com, it was actually watched in over 20 countries. So I was able to take that information to my administration and say, this is game one. And I was lucky it was the greatest game of our lives. But <laughs> this and, um, you know, look how many people are watching our games and look how, you know, far and wide across the country uh, and even the world, uh, people are engaging with us. You know, there was alumni from around the world checking into the game and even, you know, live texting saying, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. This is incredible. Um, so it got off to a flying start, which really helped. Um, so eventually we were just piece by piece able to add little bits of equipment, um, expand our range of games that we were able to cover. Um, you know, we've done mostly home games because of the, the, the um, you know, the, the, the facility to travel up and get internet connection on our venues or off campus are more difficult. Um, so we've kind of concentrated where we could get hardwired into the system and, and, and live stream as many home games as possible. Um, and again, just piece by piece. And then the person that I hired part-time, I was eventually able to get him into school in a full-time role and part-time working on HWTV. And just with that extra human resource and expertise, um, we've been able to expand it into something that has become really special. And um, we won an award in 2018 for being the nation's number one athletic broadcaster. Uh, you know, I forget exact title, but um, we were recognized for the standard of the broadcast, which includes play-by-play, uh, -play, color commentary, uh, graphics for the score and individual athletes, instant replay. We have the telecast, uh, tele we call it teller, telestrator. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's come a really, really long way, and 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 it's as good as many small colleges can produce now. Oh, uh, ab absolutely. I mean, um, I played you know Division One soccer in college. Uh, lots of streaming of games going on, and I can tell that Harbor Westlake um, is truly exceptional. It's not exceptional at the high school level. It's exceptional. Period. And um, that's a testament, you know, obviously to your vision. And I love what you're talking about, how it doesn't just start off at this, you know, amazing level. You got the, the benefit of an incredible game to be the first broadcast, but you, you were doing all that hard work, renting the equipment, lugging it in, getting it all set up, taking it down. Um, it's an iterative process. And, um, you know, hopefully, while again, every, not every school has the resources Harvard Westlake has, um, you know, there are things, steps that you can take and maybe you could maybe you could talk a little bit about that if there's any advice from when obviously you worked at a, a little bit of a smaller school first you know, initially yeah you can actually do it very very low tech i can literally stream from my phone um using the same company livestream.com it saves the game to our to our uh, library but i can be doing it with my iphone um you know the, the, if i stand close enough to the phone it's i can do commentary on my phone um so it can be as low cost as you want it to be. And there's so many of our coaches uh, and using, utilizing students as well with iPads now that are filming almost every game um, that, that, that we're contesting and we're, we're doing scout. iPads are so good. iPhones are so good now, right now that, you know, with a, with a tripod and a mobile device, you can stream to a really high standard uh, for very low cost and still do play by play and color if you have the students close enough. So, you can go low tech, uh, you know, or you can go high tech if you have increased resources, which we've done over time. Um, you know, we still manage to do it inefficiently. We have no press boxes at any of our home facilities. So we're doing a lot of setup and a lot of tear down uh, to do such a high tech broadcast. But you could literally press record yeah. on your phone and, and put a broadcast out to your community that 
people would still love. It doesn't need the whiz-bang graphics or instant replays every time. Um, but people can see the game all over the world from a person holding a cell phone. So um, I encourage it. It gets tons of engagement, especially if you advertise the game link on so your social media channels or whatever your communication channels there are in school. Uh, people will watch and you can check on the analytics and, and how, you know, how much interactivity you've had. So um, you could literally go from cell phone to a full studio. And, and, and I think what's awesome also is you don't need to have like a nationally recognized game. As an alum myself, I've watched just, you know, typical Harbor Westlake soccer games from yep. student, uh, students that I don't even know anymore. My yep. affiliation with the school, with the program, I want to stay connected, but it's not always easy to do that. And Harbor Westlake makes it really easy, which is, which yeah. is a great thing. Um, you know, you, you connect with the local press and the local community and, um, you know, future families, right? People that you are looking to attract to your school through admissions, you're just getting it out there. Um, the local press have really enjoyed the fact that we stream our games because they can't get to every game and they know that we record our games and it's, they can even watch them a little bit. Um, some of the tactics I use in social media. I think we're going to talk about game day a little bit later, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I will, uh, you know, screenshot some of the, the videos that's going on, tweet it out during the game. Um, and the press love that. They retweet it. And um, I, I, think, I think we're going to a much more visual world with social media now than, than just, you know, text on Twitter. So um, you have to adapt and, and provide the community with as much information as you can. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that is the perfect transition because I think what you're doing with HWTV and a lot of what you're also doing with social media comes um, and works hand in hand. And so could you talk a little bit about, you know, your social media strategy when it comes to HW Athletics? Yeah, um, when I arrived, we had a Twitter account, which was actually well followed, but it was, it was the only social media that we were using. Um, I started off with uh, adding a Facebook account uh, for our program and um, I've developed into using um, Instagram as well. Um, I have looked into other social media feeds, but, I, you know, as I say with Harvard Westlake, we're kind of the Navy, not the Pirates. And I am, you know, I've looked into the Snapchats and the TikToks and those kind of things. And I'll be honest with you, I'd rather focus on um, three areas that we think are reaching all of our community. Uh, Twitter is still very adult-based, uh, you know, uh, coaches, reporters, um, more adults using the Twitter uh, platform we experience. Um, Facebook initially got a really high, a high amount of students involved, but as time has gone on and Facebook has evolved, um, I think more adults are using Facebook. And then when you leave school, you become an alumni of an institution, you, you tend to use Facebook a little bit more. Um, Instagram has provided the perfect platform for connecting with our students, especially because they're looking at what Snapchat are doing and all these kind of things. And they're adding things like their story and, and you know, adding different um, iterations to their product. Um, we find we connect really well with all of our stakeholders using those various platforms. And so now, um, I'm a little bit of a slow follower now with my social media. I kind of watch what's going on in the world and decide whether I want to branch out into a certain social media channel. Um, we have added a branded app to our kind of repertoire in the last 12 months. So now we have our, all of our schedules. Uh, we have an area where we can um, have people contribute digital media and video. Um, each player gets individual player profile, uh, schedule, driving directions, et cetera, is on our branded app. Um, about a year after we purchased our own branded app and utilized that, which is very popular. It's probably our fastest growing new social kind of platform. Um, our local uh, federation, the CIF, um, is 
asking athletic directors to use Scorebook Live and their app. Again, I'm slow following that one because it's buggy at the moment. So yeah. um, I'm waiting for that to be a really great product to decide whether we drop our branded app and go with Scorebook Live. Um, but again, in talking about branding earlier, we kind of like having our own app that's branded to HW Athletics. And it's a purchased app through RepU, um, but they, it, it looks like it's ours when, you, when the public sees it. So uh, those are the four main areas of social media that we're, that we're really utilizing for our, for our stakeholders. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting what you're talking about in regards to choosing your channels. A lot of ADs um, are always wondering, you know, which channels, um, you know, should we take advantage of? Um, I think you broke it down really well in terms of the different um, kind of viewership from the different channels and who you're going to reach. But what I, what I love the most is you're saying, you know, you want to focus on those three main channels where you think you can reach your constituents kind of in the most wholesome way. And even with the resources that Hard Westlake has, when you have over, what is it, 27 teams? Yeah. I mean, over 27 teams um, to be able to communicate when you want to be equitable and to um, share, you know, the stories and the information among all those teams. It's really, it is really a difficult task. And so, uh, you know, saying you're going to focus on three channels makes a ton of sense because you, you don't want to have six channels, but not be posting consistently to them. Yeah. Um, if you have the channels, you should be taking advantage of them, posting consistently, um, because that's going to be important so that, you know, people who are who are coming you know, to Instagram, to Facebook, know they're gonna get up-to-date information. I think the, the biggest challenge is, uh, and one of the, there's two things that affect AD's lives, money and time. And we often don't have enough of either of those things. Um, time in particular, when you are you know, not in a school that has multiple ADs like myself. Um, Instagram has made it a little easy because you can actually post to Instagram and then it will post to, to Facebook and Twitter. It doesn't ideally post to Twitter because it kind of goes out more of a text. Yeah, it's not native. Yeah. But then the link to Instagram um, opens up the, the, you know, the photo or the video. Um, but with Facebook and Instagram being owned by the same company, you can actually just post to one area and, and it would, you know, cross, cross post across those three platforms. If time is, is the most valuable asset for you, um, I'll be honest with you, during game days, I miss a lot of the action trying to catch a goal or catch a basket or catch a video and then tweet about it or, or, or post yeah. Instagram, I end up missing quite a lot of the games. So I have to sacrifice my <laughs> game sometimes. And then there's times I'm, you know, posting and I miss the next goal. And I'm, oh, geez, you know, I didn't quite capture that. So, um, you know, I think time is a challenge. Um, one of the ways we've been able to do, I think, a relatively good job is we've asked, and we've made a, a responsibility of each of our program heads is you have to have at least an Instagram uh, sports specific channel. And so if I can't be there, or one of my colleagues can't be there, uh, that help me with, with this kind of stuff, at least if they're posting something, I can repost it. And um, you know, that, that, that's the way we're able to gain, get the equity and inclusion of, of all of our programs. Um, if I can give some advice about the way I went about creating a digital strategy, I think the most the first thing we really did it was great value is uh, we wanted to create a, a digital media database. So um, when I first got the job, I opened my drawer and there was 74 CDs and DVDs and photographs. And that was definitely not the way to go about it. So uh, first thing I did was arrange to have professional photographers. I had two different ones in terms of getting the schedules, made a deal with them to say, um, you know, you'll take the photographs. I will advertise your product, I will send out your order forms to all of my families and they will make their money from the orders from the families. But in that way, I now get a team photo that I can use for social media pages. 
I get individual photos of every athlete. I get individual photos of coaches because we post about, post about coaches a lot too. Um, and then, um, so those now go into my digital database. I use Dropbox a lot. Um, some people use Google Drive. Um, some schools have internal um, systems to store. But I use database a lot because people can send me stuff uh, via Dropbox very easily. Um, then I try and get hold of one or two professional action photographers. And again, I don't pay them. Uh, the deal is I will advertise you know, their photographs. They'll send me a link saying, here's the album for this game. Here's the album for that game. I send the link out to their teams and to the community. I'll mention them and, and tag them on social media posts so that they're getting some uh, business and some marketing too. But that way, I'm able to get um, portrait photos of teams, athletes, coaches, and I'm also start to develop a, um, a database of action photos because if you can't get a game, but somebody's had a great game, the coach reports that somebody scored 25 points or, or Matthew Glick scored a PK, <laughs> I know I can you know, jump into my database and grab either an action photo of you or, or a portrait photo of you um, and, and post it with that, you know, that particular information. So even though it might not be at the right game, I've got a picture of you somehow, some way that I can, that I can post. And, and, and kids love to see themselves. Their friends love to comment on the photographs, all those kind of things. It, it increases the engagement. So creating that digital media database uh, with video as well is, is the biggest advice I can give because then you, and you have stuff. And, then, and also it's really important that you become a sharer of that information, share it with your newspaper, share it with your yearbook. Um, because people then will share with you. If you've got student reporters at games, yearbook reporters at games, and, and you can say, Hey, can you send me 50 of those photos that you just took and I add them to my database. And then if they, if they miss something or they need something, I share with them. If, if you're, if you're a closed entity and you're not sharing your digital media, you won't get anything back. I do the same with local reporters because they send uh, photographers to games as well. So sharing your media results in you getting more media back yourself and um, developing an army of people who can give you that media is also my next piece of advice. Um, you will often go to a game and see that mom or dad who has the flashy camera, right? Slide up to that parent and make friends with them and say, you know, I'm Jason, I'm the athletic director of communications. I have, you know, I'm in charge of the social media. Um, I'm running the school app, whatever it is that you produce and just say, I notice you're taking hundreds of photos. Can, can I get some of those? And are you taking them just of your own child or are you taking them of everybody on the team? You know, oftentimes it's the team mom who's going to be running the, the team party at the end of the year. So she's trying to get all the photographs of so the dad who's super interested in photography. Um, you know, you end up getting great photos of all the kids on the team. And again, adding to your database. So making friends with people. There are teachers in our community who love taking photographs. I, I beg, borrow, and steal. I give them a shirt, a branded shirt, and, and ask them to come to some games. Um, you know, there are, there are just tons of people that can help you with this process. Um, I, I make my assistant coaches of our program heads, um, you know, be involved in updating their social if the program head is too busy themselves. A lot of our program heads do take an active role in their social. So again, I, I'm developing an army of contributors to, to the digital media uh, database and, and that way we're able to be representative of the whole school. And I think that is so awesome because I was actually just speaking with um, another AD about this. You know, people generally want to help, especially you find that parent, a mom, a dad, whoever may be who's taking photos, you know, they want to help. They have an invested interest in Harvard Westlake. They want you to do as best a job as possible sharing their athletic stories for yep. their, you know, their child, their teams. And so it's just about making those connections, making those, getting those relationships. Um, and, and then you'll have access to 
you know, media that you can then implement into graphics, share to social media, whatever it may be. It's going to make your life so much easier. And the content is going to look so much more professional. And that's low cost. That's just relationships, right? Again, and it's a time relation, you know, those as an AD, especially at a school that doesn't have the resources that I have, um, looking for low cost methods of developing your strategy, um, you know, relationships with, with people and building a team, building a network is free. It, it just, it just requires building those relationships. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, we were talking about a little bit about game day. Um, obviously when it's, you know, on a, a home game and, you know, HWTV set up a little bit different than an away game. So maybe if we, if we are looking at um, a home game at Harbor Westlake, obviously a lot of different sports going on, but could you talk about uh, kind of what that game day experience looks like and who's involved? Yeah, first, first of all, every day we try to advertise which games are, coming, are, are going on that day. Um, we started off simply posting a photo and putting the game time uh, when, when that was all we had. Um, I have a really talented athletic secretary who is good with Photoshop. So she started taking on some jobs of making these photographs into nice, nice graphics um, that I was then able to advertise the upcoming game day. If there was an HWTV broadcast that day, we would, we would send out the link with that post. Um, but again, to be equitable, we, we send out a post with everybody's games going on that day. Uh, if there's 10 games going on, I might make one graphic with multiple pictures and, and try to make it easy. But usually we try and send out a graphic um, of what's going on every day. Um, when we knew that uh, you were working with Gipper and you showed us your product, it, it, it made our lives a lot easier because um, my poor athletic secretary who loves doing the photoshops, but it was very, very time consuming. And again, we don't have a lot of time in athletics. Um, in utilizing the templates that you gave us, I can grab a template, drop a picture in, put the game time in, boom, it's out. It saved me an hour or so of every day being able to advertise a game. So uh, advertising the upcoming game is really important and the kids and the parents love that. Again, lots of interactivity, um, spreading the photos around so it's different kids every time. Um, it's been really good for game days. Um, and then, you know, we, again, we're trying to cover all the things that are happening in that day. So I'm blessed that I have an army of, uh, of support in terms of fellow athletic directors, um, my head of athletics, um, the coaches themselves who are there uh, upon my request, taking photo or video when they can. Um, they don't do it to the level that I do it because I, I'm obsessively uh, uh, involved in that process. But even if it's just um, one picture or one video from a game from any member of the athletic administration or coaching staff, I can then post to a, uh, a, a score uh, a score report at the end of the game. Um, my ADs have kind of got a little bit competitive now. We're, they're trying to do the things that I do. So now they're kind of sending me a video or, or, a, or a, uh, a picture per quarter, which is even more awesome. So we can, we can post quarter scores or half scores. Um, they do have access to Twitter, uh, all of them. So um, they have full permission to make a tweeted post. Um, I will then ask them to text me the video so that I can post that to Instagram or Facebook. Um, but they have been real help um, in, in trying to make sure we have um, all of our sports covered throughout the, throughout the day. Um, again, you could do that with a team parent. I'll be honest with you. You could, you could get a team parent involved that you trust um, to, to send you a photo. If you, I, I wouldn't recommend putting parents in charge of any of your social media because you never know what gets said, but um, they definitely can send you a photo or a video per half per game if you just, again, have, have, have connected that relationship. Um, so again, on game day, I'm scrambling to try and get something from everybody. So at the end of the day, by midnight, I'm able to post everybody's score, 
with some kind of digital media. Um, those, thing, those things are really important to us that at least by midnight, something of everybody's gone out in terms of score itself. Um, when I'm present at a game, I tend to add the element of the Instagram story if I can. Um, you know, I'll film a little bit of warm ups and, you know, coach interactions and just some, some funny stuff and add some of the graphics that you can do with Instagram story. Um, that actually gets a really high level of engagement from your followers. Um, it's work and you end up missing some of the action sometimes putting this stuff together. But uh, the value of it is that the engagement level is very, very high. Um, so basically just trying to capture as much as we can of, of, a, of a game that I might be present at and having my network of people capturing stuff that's going on throughout our athletic community. Awesome. And um, you've talked about it throughout the kind of entire show here, but obviously Harvard Westlake is an exception um, in terms of the, you know, access to resources. We've talked about how a lot of what you're doing at Harvard Westlake, there are also low cost ways that you can, um, you know, make real impact on your program. And yeah. so we always ask this question uh, when anyone comes in the show. And so for ADs who are listening, thinking about their own departments who you know, all have different sizes and situations, but they're thinking about their own departments and they're saying, look, uh, Jason, this all sounds great. This sounds amazing. Yep. I only have so much time in the day and only have access yep. to so many resources. You know, what advice would you, um, you know, give to them uh, to help? Uh, I mean, the first thing I did, um, my boss told me, hey, take the first year to kind of view what's going on here and get to feel for the school. But I'm pretty impatient. Within two weeks, I had, a, I had my digital strategy on it. I said, this is what we're going to do for the next five years. So I made a plan. And I made a plan that was that I believed I could execute with the time that I had available. And initially, I had no real money to, to get any of my projects off the ground. I had to prove myself before I got any projects uh, off the ground. So um, doing the free things, the social media is all free. What it, what it costs you is time. So um, if you can't do it all yourself, then you've, got to, then you've got to find somebody who can help you, whether it be an athletic secretary, whether it be the head coach is contributing in their own way, whether it be they've got an assistant coach who's in charge, if there's a team parent that they trust um, that can get you stuff, um, you've got to develop those free contacts, right? It's low cost. Um, it's just developing the relationships and networks. Um, and, you know, again, if you want to get fancy with, with broadcasting, you could start free. You know, there are free apps on Twitter that you can live stream through. Um, again, who's going to do that for you? It might be that it's a student. One of the things that we did that ended up being a genius move is we offered PE credit for any team manager kind of person who can help us with stuff like this. So it's the kid who really doesn't want to do PE, <laughs> <laughs> but he would gladly come to a game and, and support the team. And um, you know, those, those people are valuable. HWTV, for example, if you're on HWTV, um, if you do six, six games for us, um, which might be two or three hours per game, we'll give you a PE credit. And we have got an avalanche of kids now involved because Time is important to them too. And if they can get their PE credit without having to actually run around the track there, some of the, some of the kids in school are always very happy about that. And it is a pretty awesome experience for those students, especially who, if they have interest in broadcasting and sports journalism, things like that. I remember when I was at Harvard Westlake, I believe there was a student, Jake, um, yeah. who was doing, I mean, I can't tell you how awesome it was to hear him, uh, you know, uh, being the play-by-play -play announcer, the commentator for the games. It was so professional. He clearly had a passion for it. And so there are students out there and giving them the opportunity 
uh, can probably, I think he may have went on to college to kind of pursue this, so can make a yeah. real impact in, in lives. We found a number of students who've now graduated H3HTV to go on to, to broadcasting uh, journalism uh, degrees and uh, are doing amazing jobs broadcasting student sports right now and may, let, may well go on to be professional. Um, we found that there's more students that we just didn't know about that are so interested in this. It may not be athletes, but their knowledge of sports are incredible. And um, you know, some of our students have blown us away, again, with very little training. We, we now have a broadcast journalism uh, uh, class through our communications uh, department, but without any training, um, as you mentioned, some of the students, that the quality of their broadcasting is, is incredible. Um, a lot of our kids actually learn it from playing video games. They're, <laughs> You know some of the stuff they pick up and the mannerisms and the uh, and and the the spirit and hype with which they're doing it they they've obviously picked it up from from playing FIFA and and, <laughs> and those kind of things but you know what they they love it and it's and it's uh, there is a lot of hidden talent at every school if you give them a platform to to do some cool things and a lot of kids I, I think that uh, in high schools a lot of things should be student centric even HWTV as fancy as it is the students take all the leads in in you know, play by play, color commentary, they run the graphics, they run the cameras. Um, so we want our students to do 90% of everything that we're doing in high school. Your experience should be an authentic high school experience. And um, in athletics, we can provide our students with all kinds of opportunities to get involved in our community, not just on the field, but in, in the production of, um, you know, broadcast, social media, media, newspaper, you know, yearbook. Um, it's just a case of getting those kids on board with you and getting them excited and, and, and rewarding them with something, whether it be a PE credit or, you know, um, giving them some gear, just, you know, something that wants to uh, keep them involved because they can be a great asset to you. And they're often way more skilled and way more knowledgeable about the trend, social media and uh, digital media than we are because that's not our background. Absolutely. And I can say as an alum, um, I am extremely proud of the support Harvard Westlake and Harvard Westlake Athletics provides the student athletes. Um, it's only gotten, and it, it was great when I was there, it's only gotten better and I know it will continue to improve. Um, so, so thank you and to, and to the entire department, to all your colleagues for that. Um, it, it does not go unnoticed, so we really do appreciate it. And while I'm not an expert, um, if there's any ADs that would like you know, advice, I, 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 I constantly get advice from other fellow high school athletic directors uh, there's a Facebook page with the high school athletic director group that I'm still stealing ideas off. And uh, I think they say uh, good artists copy and great artists steal. Well, I steal <laughs> ideas on a daily basis. Um, I, I'm a voyeur of good, good communications and good athletic programs. And um, my advice is I'm here for anybody, but also, um, you know, I'm going to steal ideas from them and, 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 and take the best of what all of us are experiencing and try and learn. Um, you know, one of the things I'm terrible at is I, I don't do the hashtags on, on, our, on social media, but I just, I hate doing it. I hate how it looks, but I know if I was in marketing, I would get fired for not doing it. So there's, there's things that, you know, I, I probably could do a lot better and, and, you know, I'll try to get better, but I'm not perfect. As, as with anything in life, there's always room for improvement. And we, and I, that the whole point of this podcast is to share ideas, to get people on who have expertise and are doing things well and to allow others to, to hear that, uh, to test out things in their own departments, and to overall just improve uh, the athletic program, improve the student-athlete experience. Yeah. And so it's, it's extremely uh, kind of you, first of all, to come on and to offer up yourself as you know, someone who can provide advice, particularly in this broadcasting 
um, because of how Resta just does such an outstanding job. So again, uh, thank you so much, Jason. I really do appreciate it and uh, super excited to um, allow, allow you on and have you, you know, share your knowledge with our listeners. You've got the great work with Gipper. It's, it's been a huge help to us. So thank you for everything you've done to help me buy back some time, which is the most important asset. Absolutely. Alrighty, Jason. Thanks so much. Stay safe. Thanks. Thanks, Alrighty. man. Thank you for listening to this episode of Standout. To learn more, visit gogipper.com backslash standout.